right. I'm sure there are many of you who started, yeah, nodding your head. You remember, you remember this song. It was an Isley Brothers hit and uh, released as a funk single in 1969. But we have it reinterpreted here by saxophonist Lou Donaldson. He recorded it as an instrumental version for his album, Hot Dog, which he also released that year. This is Lead Stories. I'm Eutrice Lead, and uh, it's your thing today. Uh, by that I mean your thoughts, your version of what is going on and what you think we need to concentrate on. I have some questions for you, and it would, if, if you answer them comprehensively, we will get pretty much uh, closer to making sense of what it is we're experiencing today. All right. I want to ask you a couple of questions that will um, be based on the supposition. It's a supposition. I'm telling you this right now. We have no proof we have uh, only our intuition and the power of observation of how things are being handled. And when you look at what is going on, you can't help but ask questions about the health of Joe Biden. He held a news conference uh, a day ago and it was almost embarrassing. He seemed to be in his own world. He seemed to be talking to himself. And there are long stretches between his thoughts. And he seemed to be having difficulty, you know, just saying what it is he wanted to say. I'm asking openly, I've asked it for quite a while now, what if it turns out that President Joe Biden is undergoing or experiencing a health crisis and nobody wants to say but at this time, with all these other major issues occupying so much public space, the White House just does, <clears throat> excuse me, just does not want to introduce yet another controversy that it will have to deal with. But if you observe Biden very closely, you can't help but see there are some signs that he's having trouble connecting with reality, connecting with what is actually happening 
at the time that he's in that space. Of course, he's reading uh, the prompters. He's got speeches to read and whatnot. But I keep getting messages that Biden is in trouble. And maybe this is just his way. Maybe this is how he, you know, developed. This is his own unique approach to talking and, you know, the long lapses. Uh, he flips from one thing to another. Uh, there's no seamless uh, connection. He doesn't seem to be aware of sometimes of what he's saying. And I don't want to begin the litany of issues that we have experienced with Joe Biden as a public figure, how he hesitates, how he, well, we know he had a stuttering problem. But I'm concerned about signals that we're getting about his overall health. And as it re pertains particularly to his memory, to his capacity to um, master the facts when he's giving a news conference. And so I ask, what if, what if these memory lapses and jumbled words turn out to be much more than we know? What if? How is that to be treated? Is that an emergency? Does that constitute a national emergency? Is there something that should uh, help us through that question? Stonewalling is not going to do it. There's enough indication that he is having trouble. And there's also enough indication that they're trying to protect him from having too detailed an interaction with the public. And uh, I'm not so sure that he is secure as a president in his knowledge, in his ability to control things, in his memory, and so forth. And particularly with the entry or re-entry into the circles of power of Barack Obama, I think it signals something is happening. And he is at Biden's side under, you know, they carefully choreograph these things to bolster Biden. But there may be other things happening as well. But we're not paying attention to it. I'm paying attention to it because I recognize and I have recognized in Biden, 
many of the characteristics that I saw in my own mother who had Alzheimer's. And she was very pleasant up until the end. She was very pleasant. And uh, she tried, you can see that she was struggling to be in the moment, but couldn't make sense of it. I'm seeing the same thing with Biden. And I don't want to start rumors or anything like that, but I think we have seen enough, we've gotten enough hints that there's something wrong with the president. And there is this choreography going on to dissuade us from thinking that there is something wrong. And that's my first question to you. What if Biden's memory lapses and jumbled words and long pauses in sentences and so forth, what if they turn out to be much more than we know? What happens then? What is the plan? Is the plan to put somebody else in place on an interim basis or hold a new election? Do do we replace Biden completely? This is something we have to think about. And I'm asking you that question today with uh, starting with that, I should say, starting with that question today. There are many other questions, but it is time we recognize that this is a question that must be confronted. It has to be answered and dealt with. Running away from it is not helping. And little by little, we see the consequences of an unstable or what looks to be an unstable presidency. I'm not Believe me, I'm not trying to stoke the flames of anything. I'm just trying to say, is this something we should be preparing for as a nation? And certainly, as president, is this something that he should be preparing for? And we don't know what the procedures are. Are we waiting till something catastrophic happens and then everybody's all over the place trying to figure out what to do. We have gotten enough signals so far, and it is time that we begin to consider this as being an an immediate task. 888-874-4888 is the number to call, 888-874-4888. The question is, do we sense something, or am I making you know, a big deal, a mountain out of a molehill? And again, I'm drawing directly from my own experience with my mother. Same kinds of lapses, same kinds of a sense that he 
temporarily forgets where he is and sometimes even who he is. And that is not the right signal to send right now, especially when so much hangs in the balance. Is this something that we should be discussing as a nation? Is it something that we should uh, insist that there be plans made? And what are those plans? 888-874-4888. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Yatrice. Good afternoon, Ed. How are you doing? All right, let's get our salutations out of the way. You surprised me. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean, is there a plan? Kamala Harris is his paramour, is his right-hand man. She is the vice president. And when the president fails or is unable physically, mentally, uh, or emotionally to perform his duties as an elected official, the vice president steps in. Constitutionally. What are you talking about? But I'm sure you sense, as I do, that that's a problem, too. Within the Democratic Party itself, Kamala Harris is not exactly a sure bet. Hey, like, like it or love it is what the Constitution says. is how it goes. Vice President, if the Vice President can't fulfill it, then I believe it's the, I believe it's the House, the Speaker of the Senate, or the the, the, the chairman of the Senate, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, I think it goes all the way down to the chief of staff. If uh, any of those people can't uh, uh, faithfully perform in the office. But, hey, this is it. I mean, this, let us see how far pertaining to the construct of race this country has come. If Biden is enfeebled or afflicted with Alzheimer's or some type, some type or form of dementia, and he's unable to perform his task, I want to see what they're going to do. I want to see how much you love black people, America. Let's see where you're at. I laugh my behind off, but I just want to see. <laughs> but I just say, I mean, this is very serious, don't you think? Uh, that we're trying, to, we're trying to pretend that there is no impending catastrophe or emergency and that everything is going along quite smoothly and everything is under control. Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I mean, I can, I can, I've seen the same things that you have seen. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't have any medical degree. I can only base my assumptions or my, my, uh, my, 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 uh, suspicions on personal uh, empirical uh, references. I've had family members that have suffered from dementia, from Alzheimer's. I've shepherded them through their last phases of life. And he's got some of the traits. I mean, I don't know. It might be fatigue at a job. It might be the stress of, uh, of, of, of his age. But I, I agree with you. I've seen some of those meanderings before and family members, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, is there, will we ever get a medical disposition? I mean, I go back to Ronald Reagan. He was a raving lunatic, and Nancy kept that on the DL. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. I, yes, they did. You don't know they these did. people. They, you know, I mean. They controlled you know, that, so, uh, that issue very well with Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't know. Who knows what the downside to that had been? We don't know whether the nation as a nation suffered while they kept the issues with Reagan quiet uh, so as not to alarm the people. But at the same time, uh, it's a it's cause for concern and uh, to ignore it does not help. Well, we're not ignoring it. I mean, as far as Reagan, as far as Reagan is concerned, I can personally say the first time I, I encountered homelessness was under the Reagan administration. So I don't know how much his dementia played into that policy or played into the decline of America. I know he, he killed the unions with PACO. And, uh, you know, that, that being said, you know, you, but like I said, the Constitution says the vice president takes the helm. Let's see what happens. Let's see if America really loves black people. Let's see how far we've come in the, 20, in, in the year 2022 as far as race relations and women's rights in this country. Let's see. All right, let's, let's go with your analysis here for a minute. Okay, so there's a vice president in the Constitution provides for a, uh, a logical order of succession. Let's just say that. Okay. Yes. Look at where the Democratic Party is. It is not a uh, a, a unified party. It mm-hmm. clearly is signaling that it has trouble with Kamala Harris. This is not mm-hmm. going to be an ordinary and orderly transition. If 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 uh, Biden is taken off the scene and sent into treatment or something, so. And nobody seems to be talking about it. I, I don't understand it. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I can only speculate. Number one, I don't think we'll ever really know if Biden is mentally infirm because it will be hidden. It will be orchestrated to look to, to, to sort of the, the public world. I know I can base that on experiences that even though I was a young, I was a young man at the time or, or a teenager, I can base that on how Ronald Reagan's dementia was handled and, and, and suppressed, number one. Number two, this is a nation of laws. This is a nation, you know, in, in theory, this is a nation that's governed by the Constitution. This is a nation that's supposed to be governed by laws. We have three branches of government, judicial, executive, legislative. We have laws and parameters that we're supposed to go by. Are we going to go by them? Or just because we don't like the, the the color, the cut of the gym, or we don't like the 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 the, the, the play of the weather, we're going to throw everything out. Mm. You know, shade the shade the January sixth. Hey, you might if you don't adhere to what the Constitution says. What is the what is the general populace going to do? How 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 are we going to react? In the does this in your does this in your view, right? Now, does this, in your view, constitute an impending crisis? Oh, definitely. I mean, if, if Biden is unable to perform the duties of the office, I mean, and it is and it, and if it becomes painfully obvious and they can't really hide it, I mean, there's going to be a crisis of constitutionality. Is the Democratic Party going to go with the laws or in the rules that govern this country? Or are we going to have fractional separation? Are we going to have uh, ploys? Or 
you know, w- w- what are we looking at? America, I've, I've told you before, i tell you again, America's on the decline. And there's an old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. And these times could become very interesting. Very interesting. Thank you, Ed, for getting us started today. Daryl from New York, you're on the air. What are your thoughts about it? Good afternoon, you trees. Good afternoon. I think that what might ease your mind is to study the present city of the United States from the first all the way through. And you will find the president, for the most part, most of them, especially the more important ones, have been pretty sick. So I'm unclear as to why you think that there's a crisis. I'm not saying there's a crisis. I'm saying that that should be our expectation, that inevitably there will be a crisis if the signals that we are getting now continue. Okay, if John, if John Kennedy wasn't exposed during his, time, his brief time in office, if, uh, let me see who came next, Lyndon Johnson had a more protracted, and his sicknesses were less of a mental kind, you might say. But as far as I can tell, all the way back, oh, FDR, who was before FDR? I didn't know much about Calvin Coolidge, but from FDR throughout, the ones that I'm more familiar with, when you go into their histories, they've all had challenges, many of them just physical, but some of those physicals, bled into the mental. So I would suggest that uh, with regard to the stuttering, even the walking, eh, you could throw some of it on quote-unquote age and some of it on um, controlling the, um, the stuttering challenge that he, he worked with when he was younger and had pretty much, uh, he's pretty much conquered. So... What is he doing exactly as compared to the last person that was office that is so radically different? And then if that is, in fact, the case, you could write your congressman and ask them to investigate the 27th Amendment. Um, I don't see where it's in anybody's interest to gen up this conversation in the context he's well within the norm, as you talked about with Ronald Reagan. Okay, because we had this question arise with Ronald Reagan, and it turned out to be very, very relevant that for quite a while in the uh, Reagan administration, he was not altogether. He was dealing with mental and psychological deterioration. And you now put that in the context of the threats of war, uh, foreign aggression, and how do you lead a country? How do you invest in a, a head of state the responsibilities um, that, that require a sound mind. And we are, indi- and we are yeah, see, getting indications that we, we don't have a sound mind necessarily. I don't mind, you know, the stuttering with, with uh, 
with Biden. I had a brother who was stuttering. Uh, so that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about instances we have seen where he just takes a leave of absence from the moment. <laughs> and then at some point he comes back to it. Um, and is becoming more and more frequent, and that is a major problem. I think it will develop into a major problem. Once again, that's why you have the 27th Amendment, but what I'm asking is is that I question the premise. During the last part of the Reagan administration, whether you attribute it to Ronald or, or somebody else, you had the test ban treaties. That was the 86 to 88. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do this off the top of my head. Um, you had delicate negotiations with Gorbachev, which then ended to the, the end of the Soviet Union. Um, you know, he may have been sleeping in the afternoons, but whenever they wake him up, he kicked off some, some noise, and he was personal enough to get the agenda of the people who put him there accomplished. Let's look at the but last But he wasn't thing. doing that. You see, this is the, the point. The point is that... They needed to keep him as a figurehead, but other people took charge. We just saw recently uh, Barack Obama, the former president, return essentially to the White House, supposedly on other projects that he's, he's dealing with. Um, I can't help but think that he might be called upon to, you know, uh, pitch in and they'll try and smooth it over that this was not intended but you know he's here and they're good buddies and pals etc 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 but in the meantime there is so much friction and there's so much dissension and division in the Democratic Party uh, and the state of the world right now uh, requires a level of attention and input by a an alert president who knows what's going on. I'm not getting the sense that Biden, from day to day, has a firm grasp on what is happening so that he can actually lead the country. There's some kind of an innovative approach to problem solving. I don't think, I don't feel confident that that's where he is right now. You feel like many of the other people in this country, because my understanding is approval rate, although <clears throat> if you look at the numbers, you can't, you, it, it's challenging to understand what this man would need to do in order to get any kind of approval from the American public. So the American public now is reacting to their feelings as compared to what the numbers are. And they are with this quote-unquote Ukrainian war, which if you look at the economics of what's going on, you're looking at a total trans transformation of economic policy brought to you through pandemic and war, in which the amount of conflict that they're willing to cover is minuscule compared to the amount of conflict going on in the world. 
And if everybody's ginned up over folks who look like me, who are being, uh, in which atrocities are being performed, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to reach for in, in your analysis of Biden's behavior, and once again, if it is to that point, have you called your congressmen and your senators and said, let's look, let, lay out the points that you're laying out, as you're laying out here, which I haven't had a lot of specifics because I don't keep up with Biden all that much because I don't think that he matters all that much. Now, you're saying that Barack Obama came back for more than just the American, uh, the, the medical thing, uh, Affordable Care Act, which is unaffordable, and there's no care in it. Um, he came back for more than that? You know, I I don't know that to be true. I'm saying okay, so let's let's just there is something to be said about coincidences, and uh, we need to get to the bottom of what's going on. The 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 clear signals that we have gotten so far have to do with uh, uh, people not not caring too much about. Kamala Harris, she's the vice president. She's not strong. She is not even included, it seems, in some of the discussions. Should Biden be taken ill or something? Uh, she does not have that uh, cachet to continue um, the, the leadership role. There's so much uneasiness going on there. And on top of that, we seeing, I mean, we, this is not part of my imagination. We seeing and experiencing a president, uh, in my view, uh, having trouble holding on to whatever might be left of his you know, sense of what is happening in the moment. I don't get the sense that he's in the moment. I get the sense that he's losing grasp of it, and they're trying their best to cover it up. And uh, I don't think it's working. Okay, so I, uh, that's not a sense that I get. So I, 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 I defer to you in the context you have more journalistic skills than I have. Uh, I don't see this country being anywhere near anywhere near the lack of leadership that you're professing, and especially after the last situation, the last presidency. I would I would prefer if you're saying the man is deranged. I would prefer this deranged man than the last deranged man. What I'm saying is, is if this is your total concern, and I've I've yet to really grasp what you see that is so dramatically different than the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight people that, that have been in the presidency. They have all had... Speaking of the last, last president was, and I said it before, I, and I was not the only one who said it, when Trump came to power, I said, he's mentally ill. There's no question about it. And, and a national 
Association of Psychiatrists and Psychologists said the same thing, issued a pretty comprehensive report assessing the signals he was sending about the distress that he was in and how it might affect the country. And they titled it Duty to Warn. Um, and look what we ended up with. A guy who went in there uh, like a bull in a china shop, had no indication that he was going to follow any rules that were set prior to him being there. He's clearly not a scholar, clearly not interested in doing too much reading, and completely unprepared, and had, apart from that, really reprehensible histories, personal histories. But still, he, you know, he ended up in the White House. We are seeing, oh, let me put it as a question. Are we seeing, do you think that the Joe Biden we are seeing as president of the United States now, do you believe that there is a need to assess this man, uh, not only where he is, but particularly in, in the face of the, the responsibilities that he has as president of the United States, do you think he has the capacity based on you know, hints he has given us? Does it, does, are you worried about it? No. And the reason okay. I'm, I'm unconcerned is... Be, is simply in the context of the system in which we're working. So uh, if, if, the, uh, if President Biden is unable to fulfill the office to the standard of the people who, uh, the larger backers who are putting him there, I would suggest that they would institute the 27th Amendment and if they have a problem with Ms. Harris, Vice President Harris, then you're looking at uh, um, Nancy Pelosi, and then you're looking at uh, Blinken as the Secretary of State. It's number four, I think, down the line. Um, I don't think it would go much past Harris, to be, to, uh, to be honest, because I think that she's willing to be groomed and to be subservient to the powers that do that kind of thing. If you're talking about yeah, the population, I think it would ease the mind of the population if whatever test that you would require in order to reassure you that he's relatively in contact with the consciousness most people accept, I think that that would be a good thing to do. Have some independent whatever do do the whatever required test that you're suggesting for Alzheimer's, whatever. We've made a lot of progress in that area to the point that some people say that they're actually cures. Um, and then get it, get on with it. However, well, it's not just Alzheimer's. The, the, the thing that is troubling is we don't know what it is. I was speaking from my own personal experience with my own mother. And I saw a, an alarming um, 
likelihood that he is going through the same things that she went through. Um, my mother, my aunt, uh, we, we saw these things happening. But as a leader of a, uh, as the head of a leading nation of the world, uh, we shouldn't be guessing. Either they get to it, schedule a battery of tests, or whatever it is they do to ascertain how uh, Biden's mental acuity is at the moment, and let's get on with it. But I am not happy, personally, with this dancing around and, and you know, a little step here and a little step there. We're not, we are not babysitters, and we can't afford to be. Times are quite perilous, actually. And we need somebody who is well-wired. And it seems to me that it is only fair that people who are concerned should uh, expect the person they elected as president of the United States, a world-leading power, you, you have your act together. I said it with uh, Donald Trump, who in their right mind would have uh, uh, elected Donald Trump? Who in their right mind? What is there in his background, in his profile, that tells you he's even interested in reading anything? He isn't. He's an ignorant man, a dangerous man, and on a psychological level, highly unstable. We're very lucky that under Trump, the country wasn't uh, you know, thrust into a major conflagration that had worldwide impact. Uh, people believe, well, he's smart. He's got blonde hair, blue eyes. He's an Aryan, so you could trust him. Um, I had a different measurement, uh, and it turned out I was right. I was right. And so were these psychiatrists and psychologists who had studied him for a long time and issued, publicly issued a report that nobody picked up on in government. Nobody. Nobody picked up on it. Thanks for calling in and contributing today. Gwen from New York, you're on the air. Hello, Gwen. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay, good. Hi. Hi, how are Hi. you? Okay. Um, I wanted to follow uh, in the former caller, the last caller's uh, footsteps and say, I, I, I actually don't care. Uh, it's not that I don't care about the United States, but this, our government, our society is so utterly corrupt from the very top to the very bottom, bleeding into our families, that I don't see what the difference would be if he can't lead. Because, you know, there, he's not leading anyway. We live in an oligarch culture. You have a couple of people at the top. They tell him what he's going to do, or they tell his people around him what he's going to do, and that's what he does. 
And so we don't really have a president anymore. There's no elected official. There's a selected official that gets put in there to serve the needs of the, the oligarchs of this country and thus of this world. So I can't really say to you that I think it would matter um, if you had a dead fish in there or if you had him in there. There's no difference. If you had somebody who had a brain that was thinking, well, they wouldn't even be allowed to get near the podium. They're not allowed to be in office. You have to have somebody who is uh, a sellout or a moron uh, to, to be the president because they're easier to lead. Um, I do give Joe Biden kudos, though, because even though, you know, Gary Noll had something on his show. I, I just want to say I got a letter from somebody in the audience about our show last week, and I just wanted to make sure I love Gary Noll. I think you can live long because of Gary Noll. That's why I love to listen to him. But I, I wanted to say that there was a clip on Gary Noll about Biden saying and admitting that politics, uh, there, there's just simply no way you can get into office unless you take these contributions. You're not getting in unless you take the contributions. And I have to say that, you know, I, I have run a couple of times myself, and it's almost impossible. If you're not willing to take the dirty money, which means you're willing to make the deals. And, look, there's deals that always will be made. But, I mean, the deals we're talking about, you know, uh, over the last 30 years or since the 1970s are just, you know, they're just totally against the people. We don't have any more middle class left. We don't have any more middle class. We have the... Um, we have more uh, we have uh, more rich people and um, and more poor people than we've ever had before. Uh, there's nothing in the middle. And um, I hate to sound so cynical, but I don't really think it would matter who you put in office because um, until there's some kind of yeah, know, but that's not the question that we we're discussing now. The question that is on the table is, do you have any concern? about signals that you're getting from Biden? No, I don't. I, I don't have any concerns because I know that uh, even if he is, uh, even if he can't remember anything, that there is somebody that's behind him that will either step in. I mean, the, the way it's supposed to be done is vice president would step in. That That is the, the real way it's supposed to be done. But if Biden, you know, uh, can't perform the way he's supposed to. Somebody else will come out and do it because it's uh, because there is no no real leadership of the president. There's a machine that he represents. He speaks for the machine. So I'm sure that they could find somebody else. Do I feel bad for him as a person? Yeah, I think it's terrible to lose your memory, to lose all that. Terrible. But am I worried about the country going in, in a different direction because uh, he can't perform? Not really. No, I'm not worried because I think it'll just go the way it goes, whether he's performing or not performing, pretty much like uh, Ronald Reagan. Okay. Well, thank you for your contribution today. Ben from Long Island, you're on the air. Hello, Ben. Okay. He's not there. Hugh from California, you're on the air. Yes, uh... In response to your first question about what, how do you deal with an incapacitated president and, uh, uh, you know, what are the consequences? I think it's my, my, my answer to you is very simple. Uh, we've been hearing on the radio or whatever streaming service about the invisible government, about the, the hidden government, about all of this kind of thing for years. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're going to ask what happens if this one guy goes there's always been a sufficiency and a redundancy of power in almost any government. 
in, in tyrannies, though, you generally have it concentrated in one person, which is why things go haywire when the tyrant dies. But in, in this kind of country, you, we've, had, we've had an invisible government. We've had uh, both an illegal and an illegal redundancy of power. We had the legal power in the Constitution, the, the, an illegal redundancy in corporate shenanigans, um, and, and even gangsters, even you know, organized crime gets involved in that. And, and the point is, uh, this, this, the, the main problem with the president's incapacity at this point would be a public relations problem. And it was very similar when uh, there was the 87 Wall Street crash, and uh, the Time magazine had on its front cover, uh, we've had the worst crash since uh, <clears throat> the Great Depression, and there was nothing but silence from the White House. And they were, they were commenting on the fact that the president was out of it was totally out of it. And this was on the front, front cover of Time magazine. It's a public relations problem for the most part. The rest of it, as the, your preceding caller said, there's a redundancy of administrative power waiting in the wings. It is both legal and illegal to take over or to make decisions. And as a matter of fact, they're making a lot of the decisions right now. So uh, the, the question is, is to, to what extent are you going to invest in your belief in presidential power, as opposed to you know acknowledging the fact that you're dealing with a vast array of, of power power players who are above you, who are making decisions independent of you that will affect you, and it's a sad thing to say. And I have no answer, but uh, that this is basically my response to what you're saying. I understand your point of view. I and I agree strongly with the observations that you have made, but that only leads me to new questions. Are you not conceding that the, the, the citizen who allegedly elects the president is basically a, uh, a fiction in terms of the U.S. Constitution? and who has the power to elect and therefore rule, does that not say that you might as well dismiss the people because they can be overruled or they can be sidelined at any time? Because well, there's, a machine, there's a machine that controls this whole process. Well, I, I would respond to that by citing how many times you've said in the past years, you know, not to vote, that it's not worth it for that very reason. Uh, so there's your, my answer is basically what you've been saying for years. Uh, you, can, you can be cynical, totally cynical, perhaps from local, to, from local all the way to the top of, you know, national elections, depending on what, what you think the stakes are. But uh, uh, to the extent that uh, in some instances, if your your vote is a joke. Uh, you can uh, you can say, well, my vote is worth it. It's worth walking to the polls, or it's not. Um, I don't know what the answer is. I I, I think uh, to the extent that some people say, you know, take care of the situation you can, your home, family, perhaps your community, perhaps your network of friends and, and associates. Um, other than that. Um, there are certain legal uh, 
binding legal responsibilities the government has, and you can challenge them and demand from them on that regard. But otherwise, uh, you take care of yourself. Uh, many people around the world uh, have found this out, uh, especially people living under dictatorships and corrupt dictatorships. You basically depend on a circle of family and friends to take care of yourself. Uh, and this is a very sad commentary, perhaps, but uh, and it doesn't lend itself to much sophisticated political discussion. But yes, I think you know that's one solution. Other than that, is uh, keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> Hugh, why aren't you comforting me today? Uh, <laughs> what is your hesitation saying something that comforts us? <laughs> No, no, we feel what comfort, you know, we, we no, no, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's comforts to be had in sometimes in accepting the situation as it is, or simply recognizing it. Uh, otherwise, be uncomfortable. Does the president or the presidency have a duty to be, to report to the people Exactly what is going on with the president. It, with himself personally, his body and everything? Yes. You, oh, you mean about his health and everything? Uh, to an extent. I mean, that could, that could turn into uh, just feeding, feeding the, the, uh, uh, the media monster. You know, the president says, I've been well, a little tired lately. Well, how tired was he? He looked a little weird. I saw him the other day. We saw him the other day, and he looked weird. What do you think, folks? That's what it would, that would turn into. So you say, I'm fine. he'll say either I'm fine or just not saying anything at all. Uh, uh, the, the responsibility is basically to the people who observe him, to the press, to you, you. Your, 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 your observations of him uh, are, are very important. Uh, they, they, remind, you know, they remind us in moments of complacency that, yeah, you know, you just have to keep your eyes open and look at what's right in front of your face sometimes and trust your instincts. Um, well, you know, that's hmm. as far as the president doing it. Uh, don't you, can, you can't count on people telling you exactly how they feel. Thank you very much, Hugh. I appreciate the many-sided arguments that you made today. Thank you so much. Leona from Michigan, you're on the air. Uh, greetings, you, Therese. Greetings. Um, yes. Listen, I, I think there is reason for concern about, you know, Biden's behavior, what have you. But, but just for the record, one of your previous callers kept reciting the 27th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I think he meant the 25th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution that deals with uh, uh, removal, uh, the cases of removal from, of the president from office due to, you know, death or reg resignation. I think he meant the 25th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Yeah. But anyway, um, Biden's behavior, unfortunately, I, I've seen uh, where, well, based on videos and readings, his, he's kind of like a laughing stock. You know, people are really cracking jokes on this, on him, what have you. Uh, people say, you know, if, if somebody wasn't holding his hand, he'd walk out in traffic, unfortunately. You know, um, uh, it doesn't inspire confidence in in uh, other, I guess, world leaders, but maybe the, some of the other world leaders are in on the game, and, and they know what time it is, and they know that he is perhaps, I don't know, a, a placeholder for the real powers that be. And, 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 and 
the other thing about, well, this idea about being a placeholder, it occurred to me that uh, Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, is kind of like a uh, insurance policy that will ensure that uh, Biden stays in office. Because I don't think, uh, you know, the country ain't, they, I, don't, I doubt if they'd be willing to have a non-white female president before they have a white female president. And, uh, you know, I hope they don't ride the same planes together for whatever that's worth. So um, I guess that's all I wanted to share today. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. And that brings us to the end of our program today. At least my satisfaction is we talked about it, we put it out there. We're not hiding it and we're not disguising it. It is an issue. And it has to be addressed. One way or the other, it is going to be addressed because if Biden is dealing with a progressive disease, you'll see the increased concern over what's going on in the White House. But then we have a number of other things. I talked about, you know, all of a sudden, Barack Obama appears, and he is uh, acting as a helpmate to Biden. Um, and that's what, in my head, uh, Kamala Harris is. She is the vice president. And uh, we're not getting, in my view, we're not getting the absolute truth out of the White House about what the president's condition currently is. And it would be a great solace for the nation to know. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, tragic. People have all kinds of things that they're dealing with. Um, but don't just not say anything about it when people are noticing it and it's getting more and more uh, prominent and getting attention and still you're not saying anything about it, then you leave it up to the people to come to their own conclusions. Thanks so much for listening and contributing today. Let's talk again tomorrow. Bye-bye.